let's be uh, conscious and say, you know, I'm going to make an extra effort to see someone mourn for Christ. We can do it, amen? Uh, we, we can lead someone to the kingdom of God. And so uh, we want to uh, encourage you to embrace someone, invite someone, reach someone. Even if, again, just throughout your day, throughout your week, witness to someone for the Lord our God. Um, think about, again, we've been coming about the mindset of Christ and Bible study and various things. Uh, and so you think about, talk to somebody about Jesus, amen? Talk to someone about the Lord. I was up in Buffalo this past week. Uh, dropping my youngest off for school. She's been down to her last year. I was coming out of the store, Big Lots. Big Lots is a, like a Kmart almost, a, glory, uh, a little less than a Kmart. And they sell all these different things. And I was coming out of the store, and this, this homeless guy walked up to me and said, Hey, hey, can, I thought he was going to ask me for money. He says, Hey, can you give me a pair of socks? Can you give me a pair of socks? And so I, I uh, said, Sure, come on. So we, I went back inside, and I went and bought the man a pair of socks. But as we walked through the aisles, and he, he's naturally a homeless guy, and people were looking at him in different things. I said, I said, you need anything else? I said, yeah, I need some soap as well. I need some soap. Can you buy me some soap and some socks? And I said, you sure it's all you need? He said, it's all I need, some soap and some socks. And then as we got to the cash register, I began to um, say, well, I, I, how's your relationship with God, man? How, how you doing? I purposely did it in front of the, uh, the cashier. <laughs> I said, how, how, do you know Jesus Christ, your Lord? So I said, God can turn around in your life. He said, yeah, yeah, I know. I said, I said, you know, give your life over to Christ on and on and on. And I did it in front of Cassius, so I was covering two birds with one stone. How's that? Amen. <laughs> covering two birds with one stone. And so uh, uh, he said, yeah, yeah, I know Jesus and all these different things. So we walked out. He said, I, I like you, man. I like you. He said, I hope to see you again. I said, well, either here or in heaven. I'll see you again. How's that? He said, yeah. He said, I like the sound of heaven. I like the sound of heaven. So you never know. Again, let's be so winners everywhere we go. We'll be thinking about people's eternal destination along the way. Amen. I want to uh, come and read from the word of God this evening. This evening from the gospel, uh, uh, excuse me, the book of Corinthians, the epistle of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. The epistle of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse uh, 17 to 21. The Bible says, for Christ sent me not to baptize. He says, but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, at least the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Amen. But speaking of that, if you do need to be baptized, let us know. We do water baptismals as well. Once you become a believer, no doubt, uh, again, God and Christians desires to be baptized. The Bible says in verse 18, for the priest of the cross to them that perish foolishness, he said, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, uh, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where the wise, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputers of this world? He said, Hath not God made foolish the foolish, the wisdom of this world? He says in number twenty-one. He says, After that, in the wisdom of God, of the world of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. He said, But please God by the foolishness of preaching. To save them that believe. And so for a little bit today, I'm going to come back to verse 1 as I text this evening. Uh, excuse me, 17 is the uh, first part of my reading. The Bible says, for Christ sent not me to baptize, but to preach the apostle Paul speaking. Not with wisdom of words, at least the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Of none effect. But today we're going to give it a title this evening about the effectiveness of the cross. The effectiveness of of the cross. Reverend Justin Vilpins in prayer, please.
Amen. The cross, the cross. You think about it. We sang about the cross just minutes ago, and we even have one here on the wall. Again, and think about it, when you see a cross, it's a symbol with Christianity. Christianity, and you think about it, how that, uh, again, the, the, we celebrate many times on Resurrection Sunday or Good Friday and on and on and on, the, the cross, and we, talk, we remind ourselves of what uh, Jesus came to do. And you think about it, all these different things, about uh, uh, the emblem, as this one song says, the emblem of shame, the emblem of shame, as you may have remember singing that song, uh, that old rugged cross, or the old rugged cross, the emblem of shame, that re and really the cross, as you think about it, uh, those that do not know about the cross, we'll give it to you in a minute, but be reminded of what Jesus did. It's a reminder of what Christ did for us. Reminder of the need of a Savior as well. The reminder of his grace. The reminder of what it's all, or who he's all about as well. Who he is and what he came to do. Reminds us of his love. It reminds us of, again, uh, the resurrection as well. As you see, he's not on the cross in our church. Amen. Some places they have him still hanging on the cross, but he's not on the cross this evening. Amen. But why? Because, it, and even with an empty cross, it reminds us of the power of his resurrection. It reminds us that he's all powerful, that he's all knowing, he's almighty. It tells us, reminds us of our own death as well that we should have. And it also reminds us of his eternal life that he gives to each of us that are again believe in him. You think about it, even old songs about no cross, no crown. Y'all ever heard it before? No cross, no crown. Uh, Jesus even told his disciples, he says how they, uh, in the Gospels of John, he says, 12, he says, if, you be, if I be lifted up from the earth, he said, I will draw all men unto me. But then also he talks about how the, uh, uh, the cross of Calvary, uh, how that we are to take up our own cross and to follow him. So every time we see it, every time that you uh, set your eyes upon him, Jesus reminded his disciples and followers of Christ that we must take up our cross and follow him. Amen. And what does that mean? That means, again, we must be crucified, as the Paul said, to be crucified with Christ, to give ourselves away, to die to self, our will, our own ways, our own thoughts, our own intellect, our own being, our sins. Let it all go and nail it to the cross of our, of our own our rugged cross up within ourselves. The cross was a cruel place, as we all know. But Jesus, again, he came to the earth. He was born of a virgin, as we all know this story. Came to the earth to do what? To give his life. To pay the ultimate price. And the Lamb of God that was to come and take away the sins of the world. And so the cross, the Bible says, let's go back to Corinthians here. Uh, the Apostle Paul and even those that were uh, Peter and John and all those in, in, in the book of Acts, they begin to continue to tell the world about Jesus. We sing old children's songs sometimes. Everybody ought to know who Jesus is. How I many you know that? The children sing this song. Everybody knows ought to know who Jesus is. To tell them the world and to tell your children, to tell the youth, to tell the adults, the, those elderly, whoever it may be, to go tell them about who Jesus is. And so he says, I came to tell you about Christ. Christ, he says, he says not so much the baptism, which is an outward show of what happens on the inside. The outwardness of what happened and took place on the inside, as we said before, your desire should be to be water baptized as well. Get with us, we'll uh, put that together. But he said it's also to preach the gospel, to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. How many thankful good news? 
in a world full of hate, in a world full of uh, bad news, we still have good news today. And that's when we gave that man or that homeless man, there was some good news for him. That his life didn't have to stay the way that it was. A man who's lost without Christ, a woman who's lost without Christ, uh, to, the, to the, the weary, the broken, the, the weary, uh, the saddened, and the beat down today, we have good news tonight that again here today, Jesus is the Christ. The gospel, when Jesus came on the scene, he gave them good news. He gave them hope and reason to live. He gave them a reason to a look for a reason to look forward to again the better days ahead. And Christ came to do that very thing, to turn lives around, give men and women better days ahead. How many believe it tonight? He said, and the apostles, he said, not with wisdom, great wisdom of words. Many of them will consider unlearned men. You don't have to hold, know a whole lot, amen, to tell somebody about the Lord, amen. Again, you think about it, Peter and John, these were fishermen. When they went to, uh, uh, they went to the temple daily, Many women, they came and they looked to him and uh, they looked to him. I, I remember the time he said, silver and gold I don't have. I don't have a whole lot to give you, but I can tell you about the, the Savior of the world. You know what? His name is Jesus. And I am one of the greatest things you can do for your children is to tell them about Christ. To have him in church here on a Thursday night. Good to see you folks here tonight. To bring them to Sunday school and children's church. To get them the good news of Jesus Christ tonight. To tell them again, there is an answer. There is a way maker. There is a savior today. His name is Jesus. He said the priest of good news. Uh, again, to the weary, to the broken reverend. Priest not too long ago, Isaiah about. He said, I've come to set the captive free. To see no doubt that those crooked places made straight. To where Christ can absolutely do a marvelous work. In any and whosoever would believe in him. The Bible says, not with wisdom of words. He says, at least the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. You think about this being made of none effect. Uh, I was thinking about again uh, um, the gospel in itself is the good news. And so uh, again part of it is the miracle. Part of it is the born again experience. Part of it is eternal life. Speaking about Jesus. Talking about Jesus. Telling others about it. Part of it is about the kingdom. And again back to what I'm uh, uh, titled tonight about the cross. And so do we lift up Jesus. Amen. Jesus, we said, I got ahead of myself. He said, and I, verse back to John 12. He said, and I and I be lifted up. If I be lifted up, church of the day, who do we lift up? His name is Jesus and I. Lift him up, lift him up, uh, lift his world so the world may see and know uh, that matchless name, that mighty name. Uh, lift him up so the world can see and know. He said, and I'll be lifted up upon, above the earth. Uh, speaking of the cross of Calvary, speaking of when he was going to give his life, knowing that was the answer for mankind, knowing that's the answer for your life today. And that's what he said today, I'll draw all men. I'll draw them all. He said today, talk about me. Tell them about me. Again, glorify me. Let them see Christ in you. Let them see Jesus reigning and ruling in your heart tonight. Let them see, he said, when you lift me up, he said, men will be drawn. They were drawn because, Peter says, it's not about my pockets. It's not about what I have to offer you, sir. He said, I'm going to tell you about Jesus tonight. I'm going to tell you about the Lord. I'm going to tell you about the one who, who, who was crucified. The one who shed his innocent blood. The one that can turn your life around. The one that can heal tonight. How I many know God can heal tonight? The one that can cause you to get up and raise you out of that bed. Get up off the ground and see your life transform. Again, and so, he said it is Christ. We must make sure that, again, it's the power of the blood. When he was died on that cross, Back to Corinthians here in 17, he says, least the cross of Christ be made of none of faith. 
he said we must continue to tell them about what the price that was paid. He said, if not, we will be ineffective. We will be ineffective if not. He said, we got to tell them again today to remind them of who Jesus is. To tell them again what he came to do. To tell them that they can be saved. Many women are looking for hope in this world. And Jesus is that answer. Verse 18 said, for the preaching of the cross to them that perish is foolishness. To them that perish is foolishness to be here on a Thursday night. They'd rather be at a football stadium watching the game. To them that perish, the cross on the Thursday or Wednesday night, Tuesday night, whenever you meet, to lift up Jesus, he said, to them the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, to them that talk about a risen Savior, to talk about the one who died and rose again, to them that perish is foolishness, but to us which are saved, it's the power of God. Have me know and give God thanks for the power of God. The power of Calvary, the power of the cross, the power of Jesus Christ. Not only does the power of him dying, but it was the power of him getting up is the key. The power of him getting up and overcoming death was the key. He says, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. He said, I will destroy all of them that thought they knew so much, but they missed Jesus. All the religious crowd of the day, they had missed the Savior who was standing right there in their eyes. They had missed him. They were looking for another. They were looking for someone else. They were looking and getting missing the Messiah himself. All of the signs, all of the things pointed to him as being the Christ, but they still miss God. Church today, we don't want to miss God tonight. You won't miss him if you look to him today. Look to Jesus. The Bible says the wisdom of this world he says he would destroy it. All of man's science, all of man's inventions, all of man's things that he conjures up cannot compare to knowing Christ. You see today, if you have him, you have everything you need. You have everything because he is the one when we gain wisdom from him, when we gain the knowledge of him, when we are led and, and, and by the spirit of almighty God that truly makes the huge difference in the life of an individual. He said, I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. In other words, he says, all the things that man is holding their weight on, he said, cannot compare to the faith in Almighty God. Many don't understand the power of faith. Don't understand the power of God. Or just fail to utilize the power of God. Church, I'm telling you, that's the greatest thing we can lean on tonight. When all else fails, when all else fails, and one day it all will fail, and mankind will have, a, have to make a choice. Will I call on God or will I call on the things that I depend on? Will I call on my bank account? The bank will be closed. Perhaps ATM machines will be broken. Perhaps the home will be burned down. What will we depend on? God, amen, is our source tonight. He said the wisdom of this world, all of the technology, the internet, many times we lose our internet. Man, can you imagine we go crazy nowadays? I was dying. I, I was... Um, at a place not too long ago, man, they didn't have no service. That's Thursday, matter of fact. I didn't have no internet service. My wife said, I've been calling you and calling you and calling you. I said, I didn't have internet service. <laughs> I couldn't even get on my phone. I was <laughs> dead. And so you think about it, but then actually we see how much we depend on. And I even thought about buying a generator out there. Just this day, I said, I need to give me a generator just in case. <laughs> when you think about this, how do we depend on things in life? 
But church today, when all else fails, what do we have to lean back to the source? Lean back to the one. Lean back to the risen Savior tonight. The Bible says in verse 20, he says, Where are the wise? Where are the scribes? Where are the disputes of this world? He says, for God has made the foolishness of the wisdom of this world. In other words, God can take the foolishness of the smallest of things in his eyes, the smallest of insects, no doubt, and make man look foolish tonight. God can take the smallest of beings and, and creatures and absolutely uh, um, cause great damage to a building or to a structure. You think about it. I was sharing with him months ago, years ago. There was a bridge that fell down in Minnesota. <laughs> And the engineer was trying to figure out why this bridge naturally was getting older. But they say he wrote it because of the bird, bird poop. Pigeon poop. The acid from the pigeon poop caused this big bridge to eventually collapse. Can you imagine it? <laughs> and so naturally all of man's inventions, naturally all of man's things can come to naught with God's little bitty pigeon droppings. A little small termite can absolutely destroy a place. A small thing can turn into a great thing without God. After, after the wisdom of world 21, after the wisdom of God, excuse me, the world by wisdom knew not God. And so man, today is too smart for God. My friend today, we got to empty ourselves out back to the cross. Say, God, crucify me. God, I die to myself. God, I, again, we, uh, feed me. You teach me, Lord. Show me. You give me the wisdom that I need. Because again, yes, the natural, the, the earthly wisdom, the secular wisdom we use to function in life. But you know, it's nothing like the wisdom of God. Nothing like having God, a true wise man and wise woman is one that will fear God. The Bible says that's the beginning of wisdom. To put God first in your life, to put him first and foremost as your guide and your, and your, and your uh, structure and your foundation, you built in something on, on wisdom there. The Bible says it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Thank God tonight, those that will believe tonight. Tonight you say, God, I believe your word. God, I believe the word of God. I believe that you are the son of God. Jesus, I believe that you came. Jesus, I believe that you are the Messiah. Jesus, I believe that you are the creator. Jesus, I believe as you, I accept you as my all in all, my Lord and my Savior tonight. I believe in who you are. God, without you, I'm nothing, Lord, today. Without you, God, I'm, I fail. Without you, God, I'm lost eternally. So we see, again, in Colossians, let's go to Colossians real quickly. The Bible says in the book of Colossians, the Reverend already said it earlier. He says it was a scripture about the cross. He said, again, he, when Jesus came, he blotted out the ordinances of that which was against us. In a way, things that were against us, the things that no doubt were there to hurt us and harm us through sin, the things in which, uh, again, the, the law they cannot do. He's referring to the religious law of the day, the laws of Moses. It really couldn't help the thing, the true thing that we needed. It really couldn't get down to the problem in our lives. And it was through the cross of Calvary, through the dying and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ that caused us today to really get to God today. You go back and read uh, when Jesus was crucified. The Bible says even in the temple, in the great temple, there the Bible says that the veil was rent. Think about that. Imagine this church here and this wall being a, a, a curtain. Where the priest, the pastor, the priest at the time, he would have to go intercede for the people. You guys will bring the sin to me. Whisper in my ears. <laughs> and I would have to go back and tell, talk to God behind the, the curtain. And I would have to give a sacrifice. I had to be clean as well. If I went back there where the glory of God was, I would die myself. Think about that. Yeah, he's a holy God. 
And brother, sister, they, so you would tell me what was the problem. And that's kind of where the Catholics get the confession booth and all these different things. But we don't have to confess to a man anymore. You can confess your faults one to another. You did something wrong, confess your fault. But we take it to the Lord our God, and he's faithful and just to forgive. Even a man does not forgive. You may ask somebody for forgiveness. You may have done somebody wrong. Somebody did you wrong. You know what? But you know what? After it's all said and done, it's also to be God, no doubt, who will eventually wipe it all away. So we had to take it to the priest. I'll take it to God. And from the priest to God and from God back to you and let you know your sins have been pardoned. And so on the cross of Calvary when Jesus died, the Bible says the earth shook. There was something dramatic. It was something powerful about it. The Bible says that the, the clouds darkened the day and it turned as if it was nighttime. That was showing you there was something uh, 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 that was uh, unique about this. There was something that was magnificent about the, 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 the event that took place in, on Calvary. The Bible says that in the temple, the Bible says that the veil, in other words, the curtain was rent. And what, what did that mean? Why now? Because we have access. We have access to what? To, to, the, to the holies of holies. We have access to the throne room of God. And so back to what we said in Colossians here. He said he blotted out the ordinances. He said which were against us, which were contrary to us, and took it away, nailed it to the cross. And so all of that Old Testament law, the Old Testament of Moses, uh, the, the, the Torah, and all these different things that they are laws of Moses they had to keep before were now nailed to the cross. And now we have access through Jesus Christ, who is the Lamb of God. And so now we can go to God, God up in heaven. You can call on him. My friend, again, if you feel like you're separated from God, I'm telling you today, God has given you access through his son Jesus. He's given us access to the throne of God. He's given us access to, to again, his, his love, his mercy, his grace, his healing, his redemption power. Again, whatever you need, his provision today, God has given access to you and I. It was all because of Jesus Christ and the cross of Calvary today. And not only that, but again, the resurrection as well. The Bible says, and so let's go back to verse 15. Having spoiled the principalities. So we sing a song sometime about how the, the demon thought they won the war. <clears throat> we sing a song, I got a feeling. Everything is going to be all right. You ever heard that song before? And one of the verses is he says, they nailed Jesus to the cross. He said, and all the demons were rejoicing. Why? Because, yes, we finally getting rid of Jesus. But little did they know when he went down into that grave, amen, he was coming to set the captive free there. And not only that, but on the third day, he would get back up again and do what? To tell them and let them know that, again, we have been pardoned, we have been forgiven, and now all power has been given unto him, and everything would be all right to those that will believe. So I haven't believed today. And so naturally, it was an avenue to, get, to make things right, the avenue for mankind to get right with God, an avenue no doubt and the Bible says he spoiled the prison palace there it is. he spoiled the devil's plan I mean thank you for that today thank God Jesus came and gave his life to spoil the devil's plan and tonight my friend today I challenge you to call on Jesus tonight I challenge you to believe in Jesus because the devil's plans can't be spoiled tonight he had plans for your life but God has a greater future tonight God has a greater future for your life God has a greater plan for your life I want you to know tonight the devil's plans have been spoiled as soon as you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ I'm telling you the devil's plans have been spoiled the devil's plans were squashed Jesus nailed it I heard a man one time talk about it Golgotha, <clears throat> Golgotha, that's another place for the place where Christ was crucified. And you break that word up, Golgotha, G-O-L, Gath, Golgath, uh, Gol, G-O-L, Gath. And there was a man in the Old Testament, a demonic 
angel, giant named Goliath. Goliath was from Gath. Goliath was from Gath. And, and history, no doubt. And, and another place for Calvary was called the place of the skull. The place of the skull. You ever read it in your Bibles? The place of the skull. Why they, why, people was wondering, why do they call it the place of the skull? Well, when David killed Goliath, the Bible says they, they really didn't know what it, he did with the, he cut the giant's head off, first of all. He spoiled Goliath's plans as well. Amen. Amen. He spoiled Goliath's plans. And God can spoil the enemy's plans for your life. Any giant, any mountain, anything. So the Bible says that David took Goliath's head and they, he put it somewhere. He put it in a tent somewhere along with the sword. They don't know where he, what he did with his head. And so some believe that he put it and buried it in that, in that hill called Golgath. Because when Jesus in the Old Testament, the book of Genesis 3.15, the Bible says he was going to crush the enemy's head. He was going to crush the enemy's head. And so Naturally, when they hung Jesus on the cross and they dropped that cross, I mean, think about that. Let me do that again for those in the back. Amen. When they put Jesus, when they lifted him up on that cross and they raised him up, and he went down into that hole and it went, think about that. And I thought about that. And he used the illustration about perhaps he, he finally crushed the devil's head. He crushed the enemy's head once and for all on God, God. Goliath's head, amen, or the enemy's head. Goliath was a representation of the devil and the Calvary cross, no doubt the cross of Calvary, uh, again, or this place of the skull where they believed Goliath's head perhaps was buried. Again, this is all uh, historians trying to put it all together, but you think about this, it spoiled the principalities. The cross, no doubt, in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ spoiled the principalities and the powers. So principalities and powers today, that's why many times we plead the blood, we call on Jesus. Why? Because we know he has all power in his hand. We know he's almighty. We know uh, death couldn't keep him. The grave cannot keep him. Demons flee at that name of Jesus. It's so no doubt. That's why we cling to him. We call upon him and let him live in your hearts. Let him be your Lord and your Savior. He says he knew who made a show of them openly, triumphing over them. So can you imagine rubbing it in the devil's face? <laughs> Getting out of the grave. And rubbing it in the devil's face. Tonight, I'm telling you, believe it or not, let's rub it in the devil's face. For long enough in your life, the enemy tried to rub things in your face. He rubs things and, and rubs your past and rubs your face and all these different things. And go, oh, but you know what? We begin to take and lift up Jesus tonight and say, you know what? I serve a risen, resurrected Savior and devil. You have not, cannot win. Your plans have been spoiled in my life. The effectiveness of the cross spoiled the devil's plans. And everybody, again, we must continue to tell others as well. We must continue to let them know in this soul-winning September, this soul-conscious September, again today, let's continue to tell others about the love of Almighty God. Let them know they have a way, a better way, through Jesus Christ. The Bible says that everyone ought to know who Jesus is, why he came, what he did, what he wants of you. He, uh, he wants you to be saved. He wants you to serve him. He wants you to be one of his disciples. I'm going to be a disciple of Christ. Say, God, I have decided to follow Jesus. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to follow him and serve him and be a servant of the Lord. God is looking for more soldiers and more servants for the kingdom of God. 
And tonight you begin to make that your prayer. He says he, he wanted to save a service and to reach others for him. As we go to Mark chapter 16, as we wrap this up. Mark 16, 15. Mark 16, 15. The Bible says he said unto him, go ye into all the world. Go ye in all the world. Wherever you may go. Regardless of skin color, as the Reverend said on uh, Sunday night, regardless of skin color, regardless of affiliations, regardless of whatever the case may be, regardless of where you're from, we're going to celebrate this weekend, whosoever will. Regardless of uh, where you may have your past, again today, he died for you and I. That old song, when he was on the cross, we were on his mind. Even as you go through things in your life right now, you're on his mind. He cares for you, your family. He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go open and tell, tell the world, be a witness to everyone that you know. Let them see your life. Let them see the reason why we praise God. Let them see the power of God through you. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So Christ says, believe. Believe, be baptized. And he shall be saved. He said, he that believeth is, 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 shall not be damned so naturally he was preparing us as well and preventing us from having to be lost forever. How many thankful for that as well? We have an eternal, we have an eternal home. We have an eternal home and, and naturally that, that, that death, burial, and resurrection caused that to make it all possible that we could be saved. Number 17 says, and these signs shall follow them and believe. And so naturally after you come to Christ, you give your life over to Christ, we now can walk in the same power of Jesus. To walk in the same authority as Christ. To have that same power. He commissioned the believer to walk and be representation of who he is. He said, in my name you shall cast out devils tonight. If there's devils going on in your life tonight, in the name of Jesus, can be cast out. In the name of Jesus tonight, demons have to flee tonight. Devils can be cast out of your life tonight. He said they shall speak with new tongues tonight. If you need the Holy Ghost tonight, get filled with the Holy Ghost tonight. You need the Holy Ghost baptism. Not you believing in and believing in accepting Christ Jesus as the Lord and Savior. Yes, we talk about that, but you need the Holy Ghost as well. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. We need the power of God. And, and, and actually, after he rose from the grave, he said, I'm going to send down the Holy Ghost to fill you and to give you the power that you need to live a victorious Christian life, to overcome sin, that you can spoil the principalities as well. You can spoil the devil's plan. You have power within you to resist the devil. And he'll flee. And you're speaking new tongues. You say, preacher, I've never spoken in the Holy Ghost before. It's a new tongue. It's a new language from above. Did God understand? And no doubt he, he hears and knows. He given, and God sometimes during the service, he may give an interpretation, but it's not strange. Again, today, if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost tonight, you can receive it. The Bible went on to say in the last verse, number 18. He said, then you shall take up serpents and shall drink any deadly thing, and it shall not hurt them. The devil, no doubt, again, lurks and creeps around, but no doubt you can take him and destroy him. You can, things that come your way, the devil's bites, the, 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 the snares, or whatever case may be, to try to come after you, the attacks. That same apostle Paul one time, he had faced many attacks. But when we walk in the power of the resurrection, when you walk in the power of God, the attacks will not harm. Amen. I'll be able to overtake you. There was a time, one time, he was on a boat. The boat fell apart. The boat was falling apart. There was a great storm that came. 
The Bible says, but his faith was so strong, he says, none of us are going to die on this boat. None of us will die. And they all made it safely to the shore out there in the middle of the sea. When they got to the sea, naturally it was cold, and they made a fire. The Bible says, and a viper leaped out of the fire and bit on it. But the power of God and God's grace upon his life, he was able to shake it off. He was able to shake it off. And so, and naturally, it's really uh, made plain here how when serpents come and uh, try to attack your life, you have the power to shake it off, brothers and sisters today. Amen? And the Bible says even deadly things, the devil means things for your heart hurt. But no doubt, they will not be able to overtake you. It should not hurt you because he, uh, you, and you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So, brothers and sisters today, the cross of Calvary, the avenue that was used to get us to God, the avenue to get man back to God, to take the authority which God had given to mankind. God wanted you to have, wants you to have authority tonight to where you can walk in his power, in the power of his resurrection, to walk in the power of Almighty God, to begin to, uh, again, experience some of these same things to where you can lay hands on the sick, you can lay hands on your babies. Sick for school, I'm going to lay hands on them and pray. Why? Because of the power of the resurrection is living in me. The power of God's in me. You can pray against storms. You can pray against challenges. You can pray against devils. You can pray against these things. Why? Because of the power of God, he gives us access to this now. It was all made possible through the cross of Calvary. How many thankful for the cross tonight? It was all made possible. Thank God for a willing, willing Savior, willing to come. When nobody else was willing to do it, he said, Father, I'll go. Nobody else was really worthy to do it. That innocent lamb was willing to give his life. And church at night, you always keep Jesus at the forefront of your mind. Keep Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Keep the Lord. Let him live in you. Let him dwell in you. Know that, but also take up your cross and follow him. To die to our own will, to die to our own self. And say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. God, not what I want, God, but what you want for my life. God, let me just surrender my all to you. So, God, you can work effectively in me, effectively in my soul, to where, God, this gospel can have an effect in my life, to where it can be portrayed through me, so it can be portrayed from my, my testimony. On and on and on, you make this your prayer today. And no doubt, you can be effective. We shall be affected for the kingdom of Almighty God. And church today, as we bow our heads in reverence to God tonight, he says, as, as we close, he told us, he says again, trust in him. He says, I'll be lifted up, I'll draw all men. Tonight, God has drawn you, drawn you to him tonight. Draw to the Lord our God. If you never give me a life to Christ tonight, give it over to him. Give your life to him. Simply give him your soul. Say, I believe tonight, I believe. And this, this Savior that you're talking about, the Savior of the world, the Christ, he came and gave his life and said, I believe it tonight. I accept him. I receive him into my heart. And now, now you ask him for forgiveness. With his blood, he's able to forgive all of your sins. And I ask, say, Lord, forgive me of all my sins, Lord. Forgive me of everything I've ever done. He's faithful and just to do that tonight. He's willing to do it and wash you clean and make you whole give you a new life, a resurrected life, a life of power, a life of strength, a life of being able to overcome, 
a life to tread upon the enemy to where now devils are subjected to you to where again the principalities of his world no doubt have are of none effect they have been spoiled the devil's plans are being spoiled even this very night let the devil's plans be spoiled tonight in your life tonight there's a great transformation taking place in this house let a great transformation take place as you call on God call on him tonight look to the risen savior look to Jesus let it be your Lord let him stomp out the things that are displeasing unto him let him take away the sins no doubt that plague so many and tonight live a new life in Christ tonight you say God I'm going to be a disciple of you I'm going to take my cross and I'm going to fully surrender tonight I'm going to be filled with the Holy Ghost preaching well, come on get it tonight Come receive the Holy Ghost as the altar prayers open tonight. If you need power tonight, you need a touch from God. If you need, again, whatever it is, the windows of heaven open tonight. We have access to the throne of God. All because of what he did for us. Enter in tonight. Enter into that place. And say, God, it's me. It's me, Jesus. I call on you tonight. Let's seek the Lord. Let's call on tonight. If you need power tonight, lift those hands and say, God, fill me with your Holy Ghost right now. Fill me, God, right now. I need power. I want that resurrection power. I want that Holy Ghost power. I want that power from on high to where I can live in victory for you. Live a life pleasing for you right now. God, I need a touch from you, Lord, tonight. Reach out and touch him right now. Reach out and touch him. Reach out and enter into the throne of Almighty God. Enter in tonight. Enter in. Enter into that place. Focus on him tonight. We call on the living God. Let the power of God be real tonight. Envision tonight. Envision it. Bowing down at the feet of Jesus. Let him have his way. Let's call on him tonight. Let's find a place to pray. As the altar prayers open. She begin to sing unto the Lord. The effectiveness of the cross.
lost church say that with us tonight. The devil has been defeated, brothers and sisters, today. How many going to say that tonight? The devil has been defeated by the blood, by the cross, and the resurrection of Almighty God. Amen. Transform a life, transform a world. The church, continue to let them see a resurrected life in you. Let them see Jesus in you. Let them see a surrendered life. Amen. And see the power of God. I'm scheduled to see someone tomorrow. I was telling my cousin, my, my daughter, I was saying, hey, you about to meet somebody famous. <laughs> see, you about to meet somebody famous tomorrow. My cousin, I'm going to see him. I've preached about him before. And he's, he's famous for the wrong reason, though. <laughs> I think he still holds the record for the state of Kentucky. He may be watching. I, you know, it's a testament for the largest drug bust in the state of Kentucky. 
But I was saying, you're going to meet somebody famous because, again, and I thought about the invisible. I said, who would have thought me and you? But now he's a preacher. That's the part I was going to bring up. Amen. That's the part I was bringing up because now he's a preacher. Amen. A new creation. And so who would have thought? Who would have thought? Amen. Of what God could do. Amen. And so naturally, when we see him tomorrow, we're going to give him a hard time. But you think about this. Who would have ever thought? We, we, both of us will be preachers now. And you see, that's, but that's the power of God. That's the power of his resurrection. We were once dead and lost without God. Awesome testimony. Maybe perhaps one day he'll come here and, amen, get a chance to bring forth the word. We, we, I don't know what God will do, but you think about it. But again, that's the part I was saying. <laughs> that's the part I was talking about. How the, 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 the good part about it is that he was able to be saved. And God can save anyone. Any of us can be saved. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. God bless our prayer. He's going to kill me back. Not, not really, but amen. It's a, good, it's a good testimony to have. Amen. And other people may see because somebody out there is running the streets right now thinking that their life pays. But it does not pay, my friend. It does not pay. I'm telling you, put your trust and your treasures in Christ. Don't reject the, 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 the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. God bless our prayer. Reverend Johnson, for dismissing prayer, please.